Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Jay Eberly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. I want to look here in Hebrews 11, verse 1. Everybody got their uh, faith receiving ears open? It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, um, here's a, you could say, a definition of faith. Um, you know, and we, we could spend really three or four services on the word substance, but let me, uh, let me give you a couple of verses that translate, that the same Hebrew or Greek word here, translated substance, is translated a different way. Would that be all right? Yes. Go over to Hebrews, you're right there, it's probably just on the same page. Hebrews chapter number 10, verse number 35. It says, cast not away therefore your what? Confidence, Confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Now, the word confidence is translated confidence in verse 35 is the same Greek word in Hebrews 11.1 translated substance. And so it's translated that way two other times or I should say two times, including this Hebrews 10.35, but uh, it's translated confidence. So let's read it that way, verse Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the confidence of things hoped for. Oh, now we get it. That's another word, or you could call it a synonym for faith. It's confidence. I'll give you another verse, Hebrews 3.14. This is the other place it's translated confidence. The same word, Hebrews 11.1, translates substance. It's translated confidence here in Hebrews 11, excuse me, Hebrews 3, verse number 14. It says that uh, we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. So faith means we are confident. Now, we understand the word confidence, don't we? You know, you can become more or less confident of certain things, even in the natural realm. You can become more or less confident uh, about uh, uh, people. You can trust people more, more confident that they'll do what they say, and so forth and so on. But what we're interested in is not confidence in people or things, or maybe even natural laws, like the law of gravity. How many of you are confident that if you took your Bible right now and threw it up in the air, it wouldn't stay up there, it would come back down? You're confident about that, aren't you? So uh, you develop the confidence in that natural law of gravity, and you're fully persuaded. There's no doubt in you whatsoever. If you throw something up, it's coming back down. And so that's something in the natural realm. And you can develop confidence in natural things. You, there was probably not a certain, there's not any of you came in here tonight. And, uh, you know, whenever you went to your chair, none of you probably walked up to your chair and went like this. And, and or, you know, to make sure if it was going to hold you. Why? You were confident. See, you got it. <laughs> Isn't that right? In fact, the more you, the, 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 the better your faith is working, the less conscious you are of it. Did you know that? You never had the thought cross your mind that that chair might not hold you up. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? 
So real faith is confidence, and you're the, it's working for you the best when you're the least conscious of it. That's real good. Amen. You understand? Amen. Um, so that's another word for faith is confidence. Now, we're not interested in, well, we are, but um, we're, we're most interested in developing confidence in God. He said here, verse Hebrews 10, 35, that we're not to cast, therefore, away our confidence because it has great recompense of reward. Hallelujah. Praise God. So faith, Hebrews 11, 1, faith is the confidence of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Now, you could say this faith is being confident in what you can't see, faith in God. Now, I'm talking about the God kind of faith. We'll get into there's different kinds of faith. But uh, the God kind of faith means you're confident of something you do not yet see. Because, not because you're not, confidence is not based on what you see. Your confidence is based on what God said. That's what you and I are to develop confidence in. Somebody said, well, my confidence is in God. There's no such thing of having confidence in God without having confidence in what He said. You can't separate those two. Um, You can't have confidence in me apart from my word. Me and my word are one. Somebody said, said, well, they're a good person, but they lie sometimes. Well, no, there's no such thing as a good person who lies. (laughs) You know, either if if their word is no good, they're no good. If you can't have confidence in in their word, you can't have confidence in them. And God has said some things to us that don't appear to be so. At times, there are things that do not appear to be so, but yet God said they're so. Sometimes you look at people that you know are born again, but the way they're living, yeah. you, you would think they're, they're not. Yeah. Come on. But the Bible said they're born again. Yes. Come on. Yeah. So, confidence. Now, he said uh, uh, faith is the substance or the confidence of things hoped for. Now, hope is future. Hope is something that uh, he, Romans 8 says, if we see something, why do we still hope for it? You know, if you order something from... Uh, you know, some maybe Dillard's or something. I don't know. I don't, do they have online ordering? I don't know. But if you order something from a store and uh, you, you, uh, you order it and, and you pay for it and then you get that email that says, you know, here's your shipping and you know, everything. Um, then you've got confidence that, that, that uh, you've got a, let's say you ordered a new suit of clothes. You got a new suit of clothes. You got confidence that you got it. Amen. And so now you're expecting to see it. What you are confident you already have. What's your confidence based on? Well, based on that email. Based on the card said it was accepted. And, you you know, your card was uh, charged. You see the charge on your... Maybe you go online and look and your card was charged. And then they send an email since UPS has it. It's in Denver, you know, or whatever. It's coming through the UPS terminal. You know, you're... So uh, you have confidence that you have a new suit of clothes. Now, it's not in your hands yet. But you have it. And you're expecting to see it. Now, once you get it, now once it's in your hands or you're wearing it to church, you're not walking around saying, I'm expecting a new suit of clothes to anybody because why do you expect for something you already have? Right? But see, faith is for what you can't see yet. Faith or confidence is something that you don't see. That's what we have confidence in. God has said some things that we don't yet see in certain situations. 
Amen. All right, so that's another word for, uh, for faith. That's another word for faith. Some of these we won't look up scriptures, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, some of them we will. Another word for faith is conviction. In other words, I have a conviction about it. If I have, a, if I have faith, I have a conviction. Another synonym for faith is being persuaded. Let's look at a couple of those. Acts 26, 28. Actually, here's a man that wasn't yet in faith, but you can see the, the wording, the way Bible, the Bible uses this. Acts 26, 28. Now, it says here, now this is when Paul was preaching to King Agrippa. And uh, while he's preaching, uh, the king, verse number 26 Verse number tw- or chapter number 26, excuse me, verse number 28. Then Agrippa said to Paul, Paul was preaching the gospel to King Agrippa and preaching about Jesus. Agrippa said to Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Well, how many of you know almost isn't good enough? But what he's basically saying is, I'm almost in faith about this Jesus. But he wasn't yet. So that tells you there's degrees of faith, isn't there? But that's really persuasion is faith. Let's go over to Romans chapter number four. You'll see this just probably a few pages over. I'm keeping it simple tonight. Tell your neighbor, pastor's keeping it simple tonight. When somebody says they're in faith, that means they're persuaded of something. Now, we have to look in the Bible to see what we're to be persuaded of. All right. Somebody said, I'm strong. Some people say, I'm strong in faith. Maybe, maybe in one area, but not, you haven't gone far enough with yeah. it yet. Yeah. Maybe you're strong in faith. You're fully persuaded that God is able to do it. Yeah. Well, that's good, yeah. but that's not far enough. That's that's right. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. See, you need some other persuasions. Yeah. You need to be persuaded that He heard you when you prayed. See, we're going to look at that. But see, uh, first of all, what is faith? First of all, notice here we said Agrippa was almost persuaded. Now here's Romans 4. I like this about Abraham. Let's look at verse 41. Well, let's back up, actually. Let's talk about this uh, Abraham's faith. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. It's talking about God speaking to Abraham. I have made thee a father of many nations. You know God's made you some things. I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. Now somebody said God called things that be not as though they were. That's exactly right. But notice the next verse, the very first word. Who against hope believed in hope. Who's the subject there at the beginning of verse number 18? Abraham. So who's the subject at the end of verse 17? Abraham. Abraham also called things that be not as though they were. Well, you don't know that for sure, Pastor. Well, I sure do. What did God change his name to? From Abram to Abraham. Abraham's how the Hebrew says it. But it means a father of multitude. So every time he, he, he talks to somebody, my name's Abraham. He was calling himself a father when he wasn't. He was calling himself something that he wasn't. Something that be not, he was calling himself that. Why? Well, let's keep on reading here. He called those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope? Believed in hope. In other words, he had no reason in the natural to expect it to come to pass. They were 90. I mean, Sarah's 90. He's almost 100. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become. 
the father of many nations. God said in verse 17, I've made thee. So he exercised faith so he would become what God said he already was. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Oh, that's the big key right there. See, that's what his confidence was in, what God had spoken. See, let me ask you the question. What verses are you standing on for what you say you're believing? If I were to ask you right now, give me three verses you're standing on for what you're believing, and you can't give me any, then you're not in faith. There's no such thing as just pulling something out of the air and believing it, and that being faith in God. No more than you can just pull something out of the air and believe it and say, I'm putting my faith. You can't just, you can't just say, I'm just believing that pastor's going to give me a million dollars. Well, what are you basing that on? Well, I'm just believing it. Well, that's not what faith is like. Faith doesn't just pull something out of the air and believe it. Faith is based on something somebody said. You can't have faith that I'm going to give you a million dollars unless I promised you I have a million dollars. First of all, you need to be persuaded that I'm able, and probably most of you aren't. Neither am I. <laughs> Amen. If God told me I'm going to give you a million dollars, then I could tell you I'm going to. I mean, if I wanted to, I don't, maybe don't want to, but you know what I mean. See, you have to understand faith. It doesn't just, it's not just pulling something out of the air and saying, I'm going to believe God for this. What did God say? You can't have confidence in Him unless it's based on something He said. So, like Brother Hagin always said, find scriptures that cover your case. Find scriptures that, that to stand on. Otherwise, you don't have any basis for faith. All right. Who against hope believed in hope that He might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's based on something that God said. Amen. And do you know this is full of things God said? Yes. This Bible. Yes. All right. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith. So there's degrees of this, isn't there? He staggered, uh, excuse me, he considered not his own body, now dead when he was yet a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promises, the, the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now notice verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Well, we understand that word persuasion. You can walk through the, or go through the grocery store line and you're, you're standing there waiting to get up to your turn. And you look over and you see uh, the National Enquirer or whatever those things are. <laughs> Biggest baby ever born, found on top of Mount Sinai, Sinai 80 pounds. <laughs> or something, you know. Something stupid. Yeah, yeah. it is always stupid, yeah. And you look at that and you're not, how many of you read, you, maybe you don't read it, but you glance, you know, yeah. and you see it. And you're like, you're not persuaded. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right? Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Moses reappears on top of Mount Sinai or something, you know. I'm not persuaded. I'm not, I'm not convinced. That's another word for faith. But Abraham, whenever God spoke to him, was fully persuaded. So you can be persuaded or less, more or less persuaded. I like 2 Timothy 1.12 where Paul is talking about his faith in God. Listen to this. You can go turn there if you want to or just listen. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy 1.12. Paul's talking about, this is what he said here about his faith. Uh, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, 
For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded. I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Notice he used the term believed and persuaded interchangeably there. Why? Because that's a synonym for it. See, if you don't understand faith, you could understand these other synonyms, can't you? Amen. Now, another word, like I said, is confidence. We already read that. Let's say this. Let's say I'm a tightrope walker. You know, remember, see that guy a while back, he walked across that canyon. Well, let's say I'm a tightrope walker and I have all kinds of things I do on that tightrope. And uh, I, one of them is that I have a wheelbarrow and I wheel, wheelbarrow, push that wheelbarrow across there. And, uh, and I say to you, well, uh, get in there and I'll, I'll, I'll push you across there. Well, let's, let's say before I say that, I say, do you have confidence in me that I can push uh, that wheelbarrow across there? Maybe I've been doing it for years, you know. And you say, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen you do it. I've got confidence in you. You can do it. And I say, all right, jump in. (laughs) Oh, now we're going to find out if you have confidence or not. Now, see, that would be faith in a human and humans can fail. And I I, I encourage you not to uh, tempt God like that. See, that's faith in a human. But when it comes to God, he has never failed a single soul. See, people hear that and they're like, uh, uh, uh." no, he's never failed a single soul. He has never been unfaithful to his word. He has never spoken and not made good on it when somebody trusted him for it. Never failed. Praise God. I like what Joshua said about, uh, I believe it was Joshua, maybe it was Caleb, said about uh, God whenever, remember, he was... He, he believed God, but then all the other Israelites had yeah. to die off before they went into Canaan's land. And he told, uh, he, he told, I think it was Caleb said to Joshua, if I remember right, I have to go back and look. But he said, not one word that God has spoken to me has failed to come to pass. Amen. And he said, this mountain belongs to me. And he said, give me this mountain. <laughs> That's why you don't, you don't step out beyond where you are in faith, because it can damage your confidence in God. You don't want to damage your confidence in God. You want to keep developing it. And, and, and you want to step out in faith and have experiences where God came through for you. Woo! Okay, I'm going to do that some more. I'm going to do that some more. And keep doing that. All right, so confidence is a synonym. Fully persuaded is a, is a synonym. Praise God. Hebrews eleven thirteen says, I like this passage. You can just listen if you want. I'm... Turning there real quickly and then I'm moving on. But Hebrews eleven thirteen, it says, These all died in faith. Talking about the Old Testament saints. Uh, having re- uh, these all died in faith, not having received the promises. Now, that sounds like God was unfaithful. That, that's not, you read the context, He's not saying that. He's saying that everything He promised about the Messiah coming had not yet come to pass. But He did come to pass. He did come, didn't He? Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and embraced them, amen, having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them. See, notice he used the term, these all died in faith, and they were persuaded. So that's an interchangeable term. So they, he was persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. See, faith is a confidence to the point to where you step out and you act on God's word. 
just like confidence in me pushing you across that tightrope, if you have full confidence, you'll step into that wheelbar. If you have confidence in me. Now, I don't do things like that because that's tempting God. But that's just an illustration. It's just an illustration. Hallelujah. So faith means, full persuasion means you're persuaded to the point that you step out and act on what he said. See, people say, well, I believe in tithing all right, but I just can't afford it right now. No, you don't believe in tithing. You're not convinced. You're not persuaded. You don't have confidence that God will do what he said in his word he will do. See, it all boils down to a lack of confidence. All right. Now, let's go to another one. Faith means you're sure. Faith means you're sure. I like what uh, John 6, 69 says. This is talking about, uh, let me go over here and and, uh, read this. This is what Peter said. Uh, Remember Jesus, the the crowd left him and Jesus said to them, are you going to go also? Simon Peter answered him, where are we going to go? Thou hast the word of eternal life. Verse 69, we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Notice the term believing and being sure are used interchangeably. Somebody said, I believe. How many of you know you can't say, well, I believe, but I'm not sure. No, no such thing. Believing means you're sure. Here's, Here's another synonym for it. It means you're certain. See, a lot of people haven't developed confidence in yet to the point yet where they're certain about certain things. All right. Now, let's, let's say this. As a result of being in faith, a person develops boldness. That a person who is confident is bold, aren't they? A child, for example, who has developed confidence in his father will... Uh, Stand up on the, 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 the you know, some, some houses are two stories, you know, and they got the overhang. Uh-huh. And, and that child will stand up there and the dad will say, jump. Yeah. And they'll jump. Yeah. Yeah. Why? They're confident. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Daddy, catch me. Yeah. That's right. But that didn't develop overnight. They That's developed right. that. Right. Yeah. Faith in daddy. Well, they just do it bold. You ever seen them sometimes? They just, woo-hoo-hoo. They do it bold. That's the way confidence is. It means you get bold. Yeah. Be honest with you, boldness is an intolerance for unbelief. Yes, it is. When you get confident, you, you don't tolerate anything else. It's the result of confidence. Tell your neighbor, boldness is a result of confidence. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, that's why James 1 says, go over to James 1. I'm looking at a lot of scriptures tonight. I don't normally turn to as many. But we're trying to, to uh, go slow enough for people to get it. Amen. We're going to James 1. You know, the Bible says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Verse number 5. That giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. See, there's some things to develop confidence in God about. He gives liberally. Yeah. See, there's a lot of different persuasions you must develop in yeah. God. Yeah. Amen. That he's a giver, that he gives liberally. Notice he said that God gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. What does that mean? Let him ask in full confidence. All right. Amen. Nothing wavering. Nothing wavering. Right. For 
For he that waveth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man, the wavering man, think he'll receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So when a person is confident, they're not wavering back and forth between two opinions about it. You realize that whenever you develop faith in something, you don't have any more, yeah, but what about? People hear divine healing and they, they still have questions. Yeah, but what about Paul's thorn now? Yeah, but what about Job's boils? See, they're not confident yet. And they're wavering. And he said, that person's not going to receive anything of the Lord. I didn't write it. <laughs> Don't look at me with that tone of voice. We have to become so persuaded that there's no more questions about it. We settled it. Everybody say, we settled it. It's not up for debate anymore. The Word of God has convinced me, and I've fed on it and meditated on it, and I've got past all the religious questions that, that, that I had about that subject. Listen, as long as you have questions about things, you're not going to be bold and you're not going to have a spirit of faith about you and you're not going to be able to receive from God. Why? Not because God's hard, God's hard to receive from, but because the enemy is going to uh, huff and puff and he's going to lie and, and, and deceive and tell you all sorts of things and it's going to cause you to move from that persuasion. That's, not, that's the reason you're not going to receive, not because God's going to say, well, you don't have faith, so I'm not going to give it to you. That's, that's not what we're talking about. It's just that the enemy is going to move you off of that persuasion and faith is how you receive. Hallelujah. So you don't have any more questions about it. Now, um, there's no more wavering, no more questions there. Now, notice he said nothing wavering. The Greek says nothing doubting. That translated word wavering is translated doubting. Nothing doubting. So a person who is convinced doesn't have any more doubts. Now, that doesn't mean doubts won't come to their head. So you can have faith in your heart with doubts in your head. You know that? And we'll get into that here as we go here. But let's move on a little bit. We've got a little bit of a definition here of what faith is. Um, Let's look at how it comes back here in Romans here, now the 10th chapter. Somebody said, well, that's what I want. I really want to... I really want to please God. I want to walk by faith. And how many of you know we're not talking just about faith in, in Jesus as Savior? That's good. We need, we need to come through that door. That's the most important thing, all right, to receive Him as Savior. But we're talking about living this way. Not just putting faith in Him to be saved, but this is the way we live. Let's put it this way. The just shall live by faith. It means the just shall live by, their, by what they're confident about from God's Word. In other words, every area of life. We go back, what did God say about this? Now, here's one. You know, sometimes young ladies, they fall in love with some young man. Well, he's not a Christian, but you know, I know know God said this, but you know, know, he's not a Christian, but I'm going to get him saved, you know. I'm going to get him saved. Uh Well, you don't believe what the Bible said. The Bible said, don't be unequally yoked together. Amen. Amen. All right, so uh, here in Hebrews chapter 10, look at verse number 17. So then faith, let's put it this way, confidence. Let's put it this way, full persuasion, comes by praying and asking God to make you confident. Huh? Comes by living right. 
Well, that'll help it. But that's not how it comes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not preaching against living right. <laughs> how does faith come? Faith comes by having the pastor lay hands on you and imparting faith to you. No, that's not how you become confident. That's not how you develop confidence in God. You develop confidence in God by hearing God talk. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. Hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing. Tell your neighbor, faith comes by hearing. Let's put it this way. Of getting, coming to the place of being persuaded comes by continually hearing. Amen. Isn't that right? Yeah. Now, you can hear and get some light, but you're not fully persuaded yet. Because you might you like divine healing. Well, yeah, but, well, you know, I heard in church all my life about Paul's thorn, you know, and God gave him that to teach him. You know, but see, you heard something. I'll tell you the greatest enemy of faith is religious traditions. Jesus said so. Matthew 15, 6 or 7, right down and through there, Jesus said, you've made the word of God of none effect by your traditions. So a lot of times we've got to uh, hear more than once in order to become fully persuaded. If it wasn't for so much wrong teaching, it wouldn't take so long for people to enter into faith. Do you know that a person could just accept the word, what they hear, immediately? It does not take long for faith to come. Unless a person has heard a bunch of junk, which, which hinders their faith. Amen. You know, uh, what if you heard for years that somebody was, was a liar, but then, and you, so you didn't have any confidence in them, but later you got to know them and found out that's just a bunch of lies. They're, they're, they're a person that's honorable, trustworthy, and so forth and so on. Well, it took you time to trust them. Yes, that's right. And that's the way it is with yeah. religious tradition. Anyway, you got to get past those things. But so, so keep on hearing the word. Keep on hearing the word. Eventually, it'll bring you to the place of being fully persuaded. Yeah. And it'll wash away all those lies. Yeah. Am I in the right room? Yeah. But don't wait for some feeling or some emotion that faith has come. Right. Is being fully persuaded, is that an emotion? Being confident. Like, like if you're confident that you throw something up in the air, like a, a baseball or something, throw it up in the air, the confidence that that's going to come back down yeah. is not an emotion. No, that's sir. right. That's good. Yeah. You, don't, you don't get out there and say, I just feel like today, I feel, today I just feel like it's going to come back down. It doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. If you have a confidence. Yeah. <laughs> See, people are waiting for some emotional feeling, you know, so that they, they, they feel like they have faith. That's not what faith is. It's not a feeling. And it's not of the mind. It's a persuasion of heart based on hearing what God said. Tell your neighbor, pastor's hitting it on the head tonight. Amen. The enemy of it is other things you hear. That's why Jesus said, take heed what you hear. In other words, be careful what you're hearing. Why? Because you're going to get faith for what you hear. Amen. And people are going to give account for saying lies about Christian people, about the Word of God, and deceiving and, and hindering young Christians' faith. They're going to give an account for that. The Bible said it would be better for a millstone be hanged about your neck and you thrown in the sea than cause a little baby to stumble. Amen. It's all the truth. Amen. So the enemy of, 
of faith is other things people hear. And, of course, other things that are preached. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, um, the, the traditions of men cause people to not accept the word. A person who hears, my Bible says faith comes by hearing. A person who hears is not automatically in faith just because they heard it. Faith comes by hearing, but that doesn't mean that uh, they accepted what was heard. There's things on the news nowadays that I don't accept what I hear. I do not accept what I hear. Because of other things that I've heard and know and, and have got a conviction about based on evidence. Amen. Amen. I could tell you some of my convictions right now. We don't have time to get into that. <laughs> About some things being said on the news. Yeah, but uh, 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 a person who hears is not automatically in faith. Remember in Jesus' hometown, they heard, but they didn't. The Bible didn't say, and they being persuaded. Right. No, the Bible said, and they being angry. Took yeah. him up on the cliff to throw him off the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. They were angry. Yeah. In their case, faith... They heard, but they didn't have faith in what they heard. They, got, they had anger on what they heard. Why? Because they heard it, but they did not accept it. You've got to accept what you hear. Remember, the Bible says that Jesus, after his resurrection, he appeared. Remember, that door was closed, and Jesus appeared to the, the well, it was really only ten disciples. Judas wasn't there. and uh, I mean, excuse me, Judas, yeah, he had hung himself, but then Thomas wasn't there. So it was ten disciples up there, and Jesus appeared to them. Yeah. And uh, the Bible says that uh, whenever they told Judas, uh, I mean, excuse me, Thomas later, that we've seen the Lord. And he said, except I see, except, you know, see, except I see the nail in his hand. Uh, I mean, the, you know, so forth. And I feel, thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. Well, he heard. Faith comes by hearing, doesn't it? Yeah. But there's more to it. You've got to accept what you hear. Notice he didn't say, I just can't believe that. No, he could have because he heard. Faith comes by hearing. He could have. He didn't say, I can't. He said, I won't. He said, I will not. So you've got to decide that you're going to accept the word whenever you hear it. Now, if you've heard other things, it takes work. You've got to, you've got to counteract what you heard. But the fact is, you can do it. You can decide. Amen. All right, Jesus had said to Thomas and to all of them that he would rise again. He should have been, he, he could have had faith. Notice Jesus didn't come to Thomas afterwards and say, well, I know, you got to hear it 75 times before you can believe. Come on. He rebuked him for, not hear, for, for hearing it once and not accepting it. He rebuked him for having the wrong kind of faith, really. Anyway, we'll get into that. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor we're getting there. Is this simple enough? Now, there's two kinds of faith. First of all, we just quoted the, the, Thomas's faith. Thomas's faith says, well, the world, it's, it's, we, we hear the world say this, seeing is believing. Well, it's believing with natural faith. But it's not, or head faith, you might call it head faith. But it's not the God kind of faith. Thomas had uh, that kind of faith. Do you remember Jesus said, because let's go back there, John 20. I think it's important that we read it. Some of them, maybe, maybe we're not as familiar with it as others. John 20 is what I'm referring to. <clears throat> let's look at verse number uh, 24. Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We've seen the Lord. Verse 25. 
John 20, verse 25. We've seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Notice he didn't say, I can't. He said, I won't. Some people today, they say, I just can't believe that. Well, they ought to stop, first of all, stop lying. If you're a Christian, you can believe the Bible. Because God dealt to you the measure of faith. You can believe it. Stop lying on yourself. Stop lying on God and saying you can't. You can't. It's a choice. Be honest. Say, at least say you won't. He said, I will not believe. After eight days, again, the disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the door being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, notice he addressed Thomas exactly with what he said. Reach hither my finger, or excuse me, thy finger, and put it in, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not, what? Faithless, but believing. Thomas said unto him, my Lord and my God. In other words, now he believes, because he saw. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Okay, wait a minute. Let's put these two terms together. Because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Is he believing now? Yeah, Yeah, he is believing. Now now he is. Now you believe. But right right before that, he said, don't be faithless. Wait a minute. Is he faithless or is he believing? See, Jesus is telling us there's two kinds of faith. You didn't believe based on the report from God's word. Because Jesus had said on the third day, I'm going to rise again. You didn't believe based on that, but you are believing now based on sense knowledge. So you do have faith, but it's not the God kind of faith. You understand? There's two kinds of faith. In other words, some people to be persuaded, they have to see something. But you're going to miss 99.9% of what God has for you if you wait to see something to believe it. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. See, there's two kinds of faith. Somebody said seeing is believing. Well, the God, the, not the God kind of faith. That's the different kind. That's the world's kind of faith. And you don't get any medals or lapel badges from Jesus for doing that. Just not like Thomas. Thomas got a rebuke for it. He said, don't be that way. People say, if I could just see a miracle, I could believe that God's still doing miracles. Well, no, you wouldn't. Amen. Why don't just take it? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just take God's word. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. You getting it? So notice back here, verse 27 again. Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side. So he's going to, he's going to, he's saying, since knowledge evidence is what you're looking for. And he gave it to him in this case. But you're not going to get that from God every time. You understand that? This is the mercy of God on a man. And you're not just going to, you're not going to get that from God every time. Well, if I could just have some sort of evidence, if I could just feel something that God heard me, I could be persuaded that God heard me. You're just not going to get that. Come on. Come on. Put your big boy pants on. Get, go ahead. You say you're a believer. There you go. Come on. <laughs> Amen. You always talk about how strong you are and how wonderful a Christian you are. Well, come on. Go ahead and... Anyway. 
Move out of the diapers and get your big boy pants off. Amen. All right. Well, they like it, Lord, some of it a little bit. Two kinds of faith. There's head faith. That's what Thomas had. In other words, the, see, the seat of the five physical senses is the mind. If I can feel it, I can be, my mind can believe it. If I can see it, my mind can believe it. That's because that's all connected to the mind. That's head faith. But notice, the Abraham's kind of faith over in Romans 4, which we read, the Bible said that he was fully persuaded based on what God said, according to that which was spoken. Not according to what he saw, because actually he saw something totally different in his body. That's the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith, remember Jesus said, Mark 11, 24, well, 20, 20, first of all, 22, have faith in God. The margin says, the God kind of faith. The faith of God, the God kind of faith. There's a kind of faith that God has, and that is, He believes things and says them when they're not so. In the natural yet. And so whenever God says some things, you must accept it as so before it looks like it's so. Before your senses can feel it, before, you understand, that's faith. Amen. Now, people are trying to get Abraham's blessing with Thomas's kind of faith, but it doesn't work that way. Now, there's two kinds of faith, which I just gave them to you, but then there's two kinds of unbelief. I'm almost done. Y'all ready? Y'all still out there? Two kinds of unbelief. There's one kind of unbelief just because some people don't believe because they've never heard the Word of God. They don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, for example, because they never have heard about it. I, I was at that place, and I told you about it on Sunday. I was there. I never had heard about it. How can I believe for something that I never have even heard about? Right, come on. Remember the Bible said, Paul said about Romans chapter number 10 over there. How can they, uh, how can they first of all, whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? You cannot believe without hearing. How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? So forth and so on. So their faith comes by hearing. Now, Abraham's faith was based on hearing. He heard God speak. Now, when somebody hasn't heard God's word along a certain line, they cannot have faith for it. You understand over there in Acts chapter number, what is that? I don't know I'm not sure if I know the reference. But you remember, the, I think it's, what is it, the 19th chapter, I believe, where Paul went down to, I believe it was Antioch, I could be wrong about where it was, but he went down there and found certain, Ephesus, that's where it was, just found certain disciples. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you mm-hmm. believed? They said, we've never even heard about the Holy Ghost. Right. Yeah. 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 So Paul preached the Holy Ghost. See, they couldn't receive it unless he preached it to them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So some people are in unbelief because they haven't heard it. Right. And the cure for that is hearing. But then there's another kind of unbelief. Remember I said there's two kinds of unbelief. The uh, second kind of unbelief in the Greek is called unpersuadableness. In other words, somebody has heard, but they refuse to be persuaded. It's also called disobedience. It's also referred to as rebellion. There are people like that. That they just refuse to be persuaded about certain things. You can tell them the word and they'll say, well, word or no word, I just don't believe it that way. Well, you're doing with that. You're going to do without them. Yeah, that's right. 
They will not be persuaded. Some people won't be persuaded because they don't see it or feel it yet. Right. You pray for them, they go, oh, nope, 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 still painful there. I didn't get it, didn't get it. And they just refuse to get out of the sense knowledge kind of faith and get over into the God kind of faith. Amen. Now, this is the kind of unbelief that Israel was in when they refused to go into Canaan's land. Hebrews 3 says that it was disobedience, but it was also called unbelief. You understand? So you can hear and just refuse to accept it, refuse to believe it. Tell your neighbor, we don't want that. They all died in the wilderness, didn't they? We don't want that. Now, another thing about faith, as you can see it readily when you read these words, confidence or persuasion, is that there's degrees of that, isn't there? So don't go beyond your degree of persuasion. Sometimes people say, well, you should just, you, you know, somebody said, well, I'm getting ready to have an operation. And they say, well, you should just believe God and not have an operation. Well, if they don't have that kind of confidence, then you and I would be wrong to tell them they, sh- they should not have an operation. Listen, if they don't have the operation in the name of trying to believe God and they, they uh, get worse or die or something like that, that's on you. That's just wrong. Amen. If you tell somebody, well, you should just believe God and quit your job and do this or do that. Just trust God. Well, if they don't have faith to do that, you better get ready to pay their rent. Because you're responsible now. Because you're the one that tried to encourage them to get out beyond their faith. If they're not persuaded, then uh, it's wrong for us to go beyond our degree of persuasion. Well, somebody said, I just don't, I can't, I, I'm, I can't go any further in faith. Well, it, it's one thing to be at your limit in faith now, but it's wrong for, for five years from now, you're still at that point where you can't get beyond that. Some of these people say, well, this is all the more faith I have. I'm just weak in faith. Well, that's not God's fault. If you're no stronger today than you were five years ago, then uh, something's wrong. There is no such thing as growing spiritually without growing in faith. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Now, to wrap this up, not only, there, there are many persuasions we're to have according to the word. Let's go over to Hebrews 11. We're wrapping this up here. Everybody still with me? Yes, sir. Trying to keep faith simple tonight. I remember one time while you're going to, he, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Hebrews 11, uh, there was a man coming to healing school one time, back in healing school days when we were there. And uh, his, he and his wife were coming, and then he got admitted to the hospital. He had some sort of disease. I don't recall what it was called, but uh, it was, uh, was going to be life-threatening. Mm-hmm. But medication, could, he could stay on medicine and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, keep it from effect. He could really live, you know, live his life out on medications. But, yeah. but if he didn't have the medications, it would, it would cost him his life. Don't remember what it was called. But anyway, I remember, never forget one time, he was coming to healing school, and uh, he, was, he was doing fine, but then eventually he, uh, he got off his medication and started, he started going down real quick. And so uh, I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to remember this story here. I'm going to get the details right. Uh, so oh, I remember what it was. No, it wasn't medication. It was an operation. That's what it was. I was trying to remember. I thought something was wrong there. It was an operation. He, he could have an operation and it would save his life. But uh, if he didn't have the operation, he was going to die. 
So, but anyway, I was, he was coming to healing school for a while, and then he got worse. And uh, they said, you have to have, have this operation. And he said, I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, trust God and not have the operation. Well, that's fine if you heard from God. Right. If you're at that place in faith. But if you're not there, then you better have the operation. Well, this man decided not to have the operation. And uh, he got worse and worse. And I was going up visiting them. And i never forget one time. That when I was going up into the elevator, I think, I think one, the first time I went up in the elevator, I remember I said, Lord, what do I say to this man? And it just came up on my heart. I, I, I said, and this is what I said to him, just keep saying to him, faith means you're sure. Faith means you're certain. Faith means you know you heard from God. Amen. I wasn't judging whether... He, now, I knew in my spirit he hadn't heard from God. I didn't know why that he didn't want to have an operation. But I found out later. Faith means you're certain. Faith means you're sure. Faith means you know from, you've heard from God. So I said that. If I said it once, I said it 15 or 20 times while I was there. Faith means you're certain. Faith means you're sure. Yeah, I just yeah. kept saying over and 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 over again. Amen. So finally I left. And I'll never forget the uh, next day we got a report that he went ahead and had the operation. Well, I asked his wife, I said, what happened? He said he went to sleep. She said he went to sleep that night. And he said those words that, he, that you said just kept standing before him. Faith means you're certain. Faith means you're sure. Faith means you've heard from God. Yeah, come on, come on. He said, I, 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 I didn't hear from God. I, I know why I'm not one to have an operation. Now, here's why he didn't want to have an operation. See, if he was cured, he wouldn't have any more insurance benefits. All right. He wasn't refusing an operation because he was in faith. He was refusing it because he didn't want to be cured because he didn't get insurance benefits. You know, people like that die and everybody says, well, he was in faith. See, that faith business doesn't always work. Well, it wasn't faith to begin with. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Am I in the room tonight? Faith means you're certain. Faith means you're sure. Amen. So, uh, Hebrews here 11, look what it says. Hebrews 11, verse number 6. It says, without faith, if it's, in, it's impossible to please Him, he that cometh to God must believe that He is, that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So here's some things to believe. Remember we're saying we're, faith is a full persuasion, but what is it persuaded of? There's many things, but uh, here's one thing be persuaded of. Faith means you're persuaded that He is. God is. What does that mean? That can mean several things. Number one, God exists. Isn't that right? Number two, He is, not was. Not He used to be, it was the healer, but He is the healer. What's that based on? Well, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So He is today what He was when He walked the earth. He is. Number one, He exists. Number two, He's the same today. He is. Remember Jesus said, quoting the Old Testament, I am that I am. Somebody said, Jesus, are you the healer? I am that I am. Can you take care of me? I am that I am. I am He that careth for you. So you've got to believe He is, exists, number one, that, he was, that, that uh, He's the same today as He was. Number three, He is means, listen to me, He is means, first of all, say it out loud, He exists. He exists. Number two, he's, He, he, he not, not was, He is today. He is today. 
You ready? Yeah. Hallelujah. He is means that, uh, now the third one, lost, I lost the third one. That's why I'm stuttering here. There was another one. Praise God. Pray in the spirit. I'll get it back. <laughs> Praise God. Anyway, so you need to be persuaded of some of these things. Oh, here it is. That's the next part is what I was trying to get to. That he is, that he is, and he is a rewarder. That he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. In other words, he'll be faithful. You come to him based on his word, he'll be faithful to that. Hallelujah. He is a rewarder. Not he was, he is. <laughs> Praise God. So you need to have a conviction. You need to be persuaded that God is the same today. Amen. All right. Now, then it goes further than that. He, Mark eleven twenty four. 24. You, you've read this. Actually, uh, go to 1 John 4. Uh, excuse me. 1 John 5. I'm trying to hurry here and not, uh, not take much more time. If you're getting anything, say amen. Amen. So what confidence are we to have? Some people say, I'm strong in faith. Well, you analyze what that is. They're strong. They have a firm persuasion that God is able. Amen. That was the other one. I got it. That that he is. That he is God. Amen. And if he is God, he's able. Amen. Amen. That was the other one. I was trying to get that one. I I didn't write it down because it was coming right last minute. Number one, he's God. I mean, excuse me, he exists. Number two, he exists as God. And if he exists as God, then he is able. Number three, that he's the same. He is, not was. Now, we're going one step further. Somebody said, I'm strong in faith. Well, maybe you believe he's God. Maybe that's what you're talking about. Maybe you believe he's the same. And that's what you're talking about. But that's not far enough to receive from him. Here, 1 John 5. You found it? We're looking at 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Look what it says here. Here's some further confidence we're to develop. This is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Well, that's the thing. I just don't know if He hears me. Well, what did you ask? Well, it was according to His Word. I asked according to His Word, but I just don't know. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. This verse tells you He did. Yeah, yeah. Notice that. If you ask anything according to His Word, He hears you. Now, stop right there, and if you don't go any further, we're going to go further, because the Bible goes further, but if you stop right there, let me ask you a question. He said, if you ask anything according to His will, He hears you. Yes, sir. He hears you. Yes, sir. Is He, at that point, now the, the verse goes on, but stopping right there, uh-huh. is God asking you to believe that? Nope. No, He's stating a fact. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Whether you believe it or not, He hears you <laughs> if you ask according to His will. Yeah. Well, I just don't know. If you ask according to His will, He heard you. So you can be certain. That verse verse allows you to be certain that He heard you. Well, I thought I had to believe it. Yeah, you do. Notice what the next part of it says. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Doesn't matter if you believe it or not. He does. He hears us. (laughs) But, verse 15, if we know that He hears us. See, He can hear you and you not know it. I said, he can hear you and you're not sure about it. He can hear you and you're not persuaded of it yet. Why does he hear you? Because you ask according to his word. 
Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. He's, he's waiting for somebody to bring his word to him. That's what he hears. I heard my word. I heard my word. He heard you whether you believe it or not. But you do have to believe it. You have to believe it for you to receive. He said, it's the confidence we have in him. We, hear, we ask anything according to his word. He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask. Now, here's something else we know. We know. See, that's another, that's another synonym for faith. You know. You know. We know. Not based on sense knowledge or sense knowledge evidence. But we know that we have the petitions that we desired, past tense, of him. I used to desire it, now I have it. How do I know I have it? Because I asked according to his will, and he heard me. And then I've developed this confidence that he heard me. If I know he heard me, I know I got it. Because he didn't say something in his word that he won't watch over and make good on. Jesus' entire high priestly ministry is a ministry of being the surety of the New Testament. He's up there making sure that what you come to Him believing based on His Word, He's he's up there to guarantee it. But you've got to develop that confidence that He heard you and that whenever whenever He heard you, He said the answer is yes. That's why Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Whatever you desire when you pray, believe that God is. Well, that's good, but that's not far enough. Believe that He can. That's good, but that's not far enough. Believe that He's willing. That's good, but that's not far enough. Believe that He heard me. That's getting good, but that's not far enough. Believe that He heard you. See, all those things are foundations that you've got to develop a persuasion on. But you've got to come on over to believe I receive. <laughs> Woo! Now we're eating good. See, but what, ha- what have you done to pers- be persuaded that you have received? You've got to develop that persuasion. <clears throat> Remember Jesus said, here he said, if you ask in according to my will, I hear you. And if, if, if I hear you, you know you have. You know you have. Somebody said, how do I know I have? Well, when you know he heard you, basically what that's saying is the answer is never no. Listen, listen. That verse is telling you the answer is never no when you ask according to his will. If it's according to his will, he has to make good on his word or else he's a liar. And we know God can't lie. Oh, I can feel faith. I I can just sense faith rising in the building. But if you know he heard you, the answer is always yes, because he said there, you know you have it. You know you have it. Yeah. <clears throat> How can you know you have it if sometimes he says no, sometimes he says maybe, some, sometimes he says wait a while? Where's that in the Bible? But that's one of those religious traditions that keeps people from believing they receive. Maybe if it's about, Lord, is this your plan for me to move here and get this job or whatever? Maybe he might say no or wait a while on something like that. But not about something that he's already said is his will. If he said in here that healing is yours and it is my will. Amen. He's God. He's able. He's willing. And he's the same yesterday, today and forever. 
I asked according to his will. He heard me. And the answer is always yes when I ask according to his will. So I got it. Now, actually, sometime we need to go through. There's about seven or eight or nine, maybe ten. I haven't looked at it for a while. Different ways in the Bible, different things that God said in his word that enable you to actually believe you receive it when you pray immediately. God does not say wait whenever it's his plan right now. Amen. The, Bible, the Old Testament says not for you and I to not live that way. When somebody needs something and we have it, don't say go and come back again. Or tomorrow I'm going to give it. The Old Testament says not to live that way. And we could go back and look at that. But if we live that way and God says for us not to, I mean, excuse me, God says for us to live that way and we live that way. And he won't live that way. When he has it by him and he's well able and it's his will, but we come and we don't get it. Then we're more righteous than he is. Because we're living the way he told us to live, but he doesn't even live the way he told us to live. But there's a lot of things in the Bible that enable you to believe you receive right now. They give you the right to say, I have a persuasion that it is as good as done now. You have that right and you've got to develop that persuasion. Remember back whenever Brother Hagin tells his story about walking by, well, he had, he was, had the incurable blood, actually, to, uh, two incurable blood. I think he said there was two, two incurable heart diseases. That's what it was. And uh, incurable blood disease and then uh, paralysis, partial paralysis. And the Bible, I mean, uh, Brother Hagin tells about how he, he, God led him into healing and it took him time, you know. Mm-hmm. He kept trying to see it before he, he, he had to be, see it to believe it, yes, you know. Sir. And finally, he got to the place uh, that uh, he said to God, Now, I believe, I believe on certain things that he was believing. He was believing that it was God's will and so forth. And he said, Now, Father, if you came down here, or Jesus, you came down here and said that you don't believe, I'd had to look at you in the eyes with all the compassion and all the sincerity of heart that I have and say, Jesus, that's not true. I do believe. You know what Jesus said to him? Jesus said, you do believe as far as you know. That's where a lot of Christians are missing it. They believe, but they don't go far enough. They believe God's able. They might even get to the place God's willing, but they don't believe He heard them when they prayed. See, you got to keep on going in faith. Go all the way to develop persuasions all the way over to, I'm persuaded, I'm convinced, I'm confident, I got it. I got it. And if you're that way, you're not crying anymore. You're laughing about it. If you would like more information about Pastor Jay Everly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you, and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life.